in the Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 38, which uh, is one question and answer. Uh, it's on the back of the bulletin. And I'll again, I will read the question and together we'll respond. What does God require in the fourth commandment? In the first place, God wills that the ministry of the gospel and schools be maintained, and that I, especially on the day of rest, diligently attend church to learn the word of God, to use the holy sacraments, to call publicly upon the Lord, and to give Christian alms. In the second place, all the days of my life, I shall worship my evil works, allow the Lord to work in me by his Holy Spirit, and thus begin in this life everlasting Sabbath. This question is obviously about the fourth commandment, and it's asking what's required in it. And there's a number of phrases in here, even though this is a fairly short uh, question and a short answer, but, and there's only one question, um, it's actually a rather complicated answer because it's asking what is required in the fourth commandment. The fourth commandment is regarding keeping the Sabbath. And so it's asking what is required. Well, obviously, keeping the Sabbath. But the way it answers it is, what do you do then on that Sabbath day? And we find that the, the answer is multiple things, uh, at least six, maybe seven. Uh, first, that, there, that uh, there is a ministry of the gospel. That is, that the gospel is being declared, the gospel is being uh, spoken of and, uh, and, and, and preached. Secondly, that schools be maintained. And particularly in history, uh, the church was often the foundation of most schools um, that, that existed prior to any kind of public school coming into the fray. It's also a day of rest, and it's a day in which we attend church so that we can learn the word. Uh, it is also an, a day to, to observe the various sacraments, uh, the two sacraments, I should say, not just various. <laughs> Sounds almost, uh, well, I won't say. It's also to call upon the Lord publicly to give Christian alms, to have the offering. Um, and also in the application regarding Christian alms, if you look at the Westminster, it goes into much more detail regarding diaconal activity uh, of the church. That's in the first place, okay? And then that's how the, the answer begins, in the first place. Then you get down to the third line from the bottom, and it's the second place, 
it is that all the days of my life I rest from my evil works, allow the Lord to work in me by his spirit, and thus begin in this life the everlasting Sabbath. So just to, to run down a few verses that, that, are, that, that it makes reference to, and there's quite a few. <clears throat> I won't read all of them. Titus chapter 1, verse 5, For this reason I left you in Crete, that you should set in order the things that are lacking, and appoint elders in every city as I commanded you. And then from First uh, Timothy, verse four, or chapter four, and verse thirteen through fourteen, till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy, with the laying on of hands of the eldership. The second item is attending church. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 2. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And then jumping to verse 15 of the same chapter, be diligent to present yourselves approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word. And then Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayer. And then down to verse 46, so continually daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Regarding learning the word, it has a number, again, of references. First Timothy 4.13, again, uh, regarding I come, give attention. When I come, give attention to reading, exhort, exhortation, and to doctrine. And then there is a, the, um, the fifth point, if you would, it would be that there you have this calling upon God. Uh, and First uh, Timothy 2 and verse 1 and 2, Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplication, prayers, intercessions, and giving thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. Regarding alms, 1 Corinthians 16, 2, on the first day of the week, let each of you lay aside, uh, lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collection when I come. So as we consider these various verses, um, the message is, somewhat clear, uh, that we are to honor the Sabbath day. We are to continue to uh, gather together on the Sabbath, uh, that the Sabbath 
although we, in a sense, are resting from our evil works, it doesn't mean that we are resting from work and resting from doing what we do when we gather together as a church. We're not resting from the fellowship that we have from one another. It's a time in which we can actually uh, be united and uh, that we can grow in knowledge, in grace, and, uh, and prayer, that we get together and we pray. And prayer is, is an essential aspect of our worship service. Uh, we begin uh, with silent prayer. We go into uh, a time of an invocation of prayer, and then we will have a pastor prayer uh, which is more extensive. We conclude the sermon with a prayer. And uh, so prayer is, is, is not only a critical aspect of our worship service, but it also should be a critical aspect of our day um, to spend time in prayer uh, as families, as individuals, uh, to go before the Lord and to seek his face.